Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Death Undressed. I'm Rebecca Lieb. I'm Jason Horton. And this is Ghost Town. club exclusively for women. The only men allowed in the club are the waiters, bartenders, and the male dancers. In order to get a really good seat, the ladies begin to arrive at about 6.30. The excitement builds until showtime, and I do mean showtime. Chippendales has a dark history. I know. Your world is shattered. I need a minute. Your beloved Chippendales was born from crime, intrigue, mm. and murder. Oh my god. This is even more sexy to me. I all I can think of is snap off pants coming off and then like money, drugs, sex, scandal just being unearthed via those pants. Too many metaphors maybe. The opposite of that? is we want you to check out our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash ghosttownpod for bonus episodes, early access, no ads, no chit-chat, the new bonus episode that is up right now, and it is insane. And if you're not familiar for some reason with Chippendales, I mean, it's pretty culturally iconic. Patrick Swayze and Chris Farley are pretty yeah, noteworthy for true. doing a, a really funny sketch on Saturday Night Live. Yes. Think 80s male strippers. Think bow ties. Think bachelorette parties. Think, you know, officers, firemen, doctors, boombox coming in and just think Magic Mike, really. You that, know? Would, that would be, I guess, the more current Perhaps. version is Magic Mike is somewhat akin to that. I guess it would be the opposite of a podcast body. Yeah. Think about the opposite of a podcast body. Chisel eh. a, take a podcast body, a lump of malleable clay, and chisel it into a glowing, muscled Adonis. That's what we're talking about here. I know it's a stretch. I know we're comfortable where we are. I'm in. I'm wearing jeggings right now, so this is not our usual mo. But in order to get all that glistening, bow tied oiled up experience it comes with a lot of baggage by the way of hitmen 
murder, conspiracy, and it ends for some people tragically, but I suppose it had to for Chippendales to live on. So the Chippendale story is surrounded by the central figure and the one that really made it happen. So if, if you love Chippendales, you would want to thank in some way Soman Steve Banerjee. He's from India, cool. moved to the United States, American Dream. I think he was a manager or you know worked at franchises with some gas stations and really driven really enthusiastic and that's how a lot of these stories start and sometimes the worst thing that could happen to you is to get what you ask for and Uh find that success because it's never enough 1975 he purchased a failing dance club called destiny 2 in los angeles Uh. chippendales is born and bred in la oh Do you think Destiny 1 is like, what happened to us? Where's our podcast episode? What they did was they just put another one next to that one. And we're like, it's Destiny 2. And they're like, we still don't want to go here. In 1979, he got the idea to make it male exotic dancers. Where did he get that idea? What helped? There's a cross section, like a crossroads between Steve Banerjee and... Another pretty noteworthy murderer Hmm. who was his associate. Does the name Paul Snyder ring a bell? No. It wouldn't to me right away, but Paul Snyder was a nightclub promoter Uh and a self-proclaimed pimp. Oh, good. His girlfriend was Playboy model Dorothy Stratton. If you're familiar with the movie Star 80 from Mm -hmm. 1983, I know it's a bit dated, but it's a pretty popular movie from back then that tells the story about how Paul Snyder murdered Dorothy Stratton and then killed himself. So it was a pretty noteworthy crime, like a stalking. So that, that was Steve Banerjee's associate and gave him the idea to he's like listen you should turn the tables a little bit there's a lot of places where men can see the sexy show well why not flip it around which is listen it was kind of a pioneering thought and idea and dorothy stratton who was murdered she had the idea for the bow ties and the cufflinks oh my god yeah so it's a pretty like 19 and pretty popular 1980 murder Yeah, Star 80. I think maybe it was Mariel Hemingway. I I don't know why I want to Mm -hmm. say something like that, but it's it's an early 80s movie, Mm -hmm. and it's pretty noteworthy because she was, you know, he, I think he got her into that, and she was pretty, a pretty famous Playboy model, Mm -hmm. and among some other things, and I think they broke up, and he uh, wasn't having it, and he murdered her, and then killed himself. So, God. So we're already and, starting with a murder story. Yeah, and this is not it's not even the focus of the things that are to come, but these are the kind of people maybe you find in mid-late 1970s Los Angeles, early 1980s, and he made a name for himself being a murderer and but was pretty integral to the creation of Chippendales. Mm-hmm. 
It is interesting, too, to think about who keeps company with whom and why, because you hear about things more like, you know, the laugh factor, like, you know, early kind of artistic groups of people. And you're like, oh, like the Dadaists or, yeah, like like 70s comedy or what SNL, stuff like that. But there's also like a lot of people who have influenced lots of things that we've heard of that are have like a darker skew to them, too. So that's very interesting to explore that. Interesting and terrifying. Pretty immediately, it was a big hit. And pretty progressive in the sense that, mm-hmm. like, hey, listen, you know, there's plenty of opportunities for for men to see women. Why not turn it around? Not so progressive that it was mostly white dudes, even yeah. though Los Angeles was well, it was and is very diverse. Yeah, and I guess the answer was it was more classy to have mostly. Yeah. White is that's not a huge surprise to me. So when I say it's progressive, it's progressive and also not progressive, but also it's 1979. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know how much what history has taught us and how much we can ask for. Exactly. Well, I, when you said that, I, I thought of the Miss America pageant, which I just listened to a really good You're Wrong About, about Vanessa Williams and her winning Miss America. And that felt like that to me, where it was this, you know, white paradigm of, you know, attractiveness or whatever that was, you know, pretty disgusting and narrow, but, you know, this organization clung to for whatever racist reason, and that feels like Chippendales, too. I'm sure sponsors and such probably are a big part of that. They're mm-hmm. like, you know, we want to sell our products to this demographic or, or whatever. But I will say, I think taking a subset of the population that has independent income, like young women, you know, at the time in the 70s, 80s, who were professional women who had disposable income that maybe their moms didn't. I think isolating that group and marketing towards them is really smart and very progressive, even though like every other kind of, I want to say it's sex work, but not really. It kind of skirts the line. It's run by men. Things took off, opened up more clubs, opened up a club in New York City in 1983. So it's now it's bi And then with anything that's successful, there's competition. Steve Banerjee paved the way. But other people are like, well, we can open a club too. There's there's room in this this big city for for all of us. Not according to Steve Banerjee. Uh -uh. He did not like the competition at all. Hmm. There was Moody's Disco in Santa Monica and the Red Onion Restaurant in Marina del Rey. That sounds like a delicious bar and grill, not a club to watch men strip, but all right. They wanted to do their own version of that instead of being like, well, I'll just put out a better product to be more competitive. I'll just offer a more premium product and more value than these other Mm -hmm. places. More abs. No, he says, I'm going to burn them down. Oh, my God. And he hires somebody to burn them down. Not successfully. There was some fire damage, but did not successfully burn them down. But that was his answer to his problems. And- as you can imagine, if it's getting more successful, do you think he's going to get more evenly keeled? He's like, hey, listen, you know what I mean? This is this is business. No. No. Anything that gets in Steve Banerjee's way is in big trouble. Yeah. I mean, just make sure you bring enough lighter fluid for that. But that makes sense. Your best friend is a murderer. I don't, know, I don't know if they're best friends. Yeah, I mean, but murderer. yeah, I will say best friends okay. for this. Maybe a stretch. A man that you do business with who sure. gave you the inspiration for this whole business and its model and even, you know, parts of the clothing elements with his girlfriend is a, a stalking murderer. 
So Steve Banerjee was like, I feel like I need to shake things up here. I need to, the, the look to improve. I, I need the dances and performances to improve. So he hires Nick DeNoia, choreographer, a lot of success on television. You know, fame was popular then. People loved that yeah. kind of. People loved a performance and dance. And he brought him on to shake things up, literally. Yeah. So Nick Denoy came up with a lot of the iconic costumes that put the club on the map. There's routines based on Frankenstein. On a, I'd see a, that. A, a wrapped up and then unwrapped. Ooh, I'm into that. Superheroes. Okay. Which ones? Marvel? DC? What are we talking here? The Joker. The <laughs> Joker-themed strip routine? Perfect. And, of course, everyone's favorite, the legendary Unknown Flasher. Oh, so just a trench coat with, like, a fedora? Probably. I mean, I would still see it. I think it's probably very problematic. But it was the 80s, baby. I think the unknown part is you don't really know the person behind the flashing. Oh. Maybe you didn't get to know that person. Sit down and have a cup of coffee with them and just pick their brain. So the problem with Steve Banerjee is not only was he extremely vindictive and paranoid and jealous, he was not good at business, reading over contracts, mm. managing money. All those th- – he, he visionary – as a visionary, great. As a businessman, not great. Maybe he was so preoccupied with who's more popular than me or like who's more successful. Mm-hmm. And that's probably very intoxicating, I imagine. So Nick Nick Denoya was great at those things. Mm-hmm. He had Steve Banerjee essentially sign over the New York club to him in a way. Whoa. And a lot of the money and profits. Mm-hmm. So it's like almost like a franchise that he signed away and he realized he didn't sign it away. But Nick Denoya actually, you know, without him or someone like him, yeah. it probably wouldn't have gone to the next level. Yeah. Which things need to constantly evolve. Exactly. When Unlike was... this podcast, it never needs to evolve, just no, de-evolve, just stagnant. Me. We're actually going right back into my dating life. And he also started becoming the face of Chippendales <laughs> with press and PR. And Steve Banerjee did not like that. And you know what Steve Banerjee needed? A break. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, hello, hello. how are you? How are hello. you doing? Checking in. Hello. Weekly check-in. Take a deep breath. Hold it for three seconds. Let it out. That help? No. Oh, okay. okay well. Are your shoulders still all up near your ears like well, mine are yeah. all the time? You said four Coke Zeros. That's Great. helpful, right? want to start off by saying thank you for listening. Thank you to all our patrons and thank you to our government. Yes. The mayors. Ben Forsyth. Hello. Joshua Lambert. Hi. Ashley Matson. Hello. And I think we're saying this correctly. Dara Rosenzweig. Yes. Yes. If it's not, it is now. Change it. Change for us. <laughs> I, Don't I, be yourself around us. Be yeah. who you, we want you to be, Yeah, please. we are making you into a new person. Rise like a phoenix into your new name. Welcome. And to our esteemed governor. Mm-hmm. No dark history with Avian Noble. No. No. We said your name perfectly. If you like want, we always have. If you want bonus episodes, early access, no chit chat, patreon.com slash ghost town pod helps the show out, keeps mm-hmm. things moving. Please. And I'm giving reads. Yes. You guys, they're so fun to do. A lot of people have never had a tarot read before. I did it professionally for many years. Hit me up on Instagram. Hit us up at Ghost Town Pod on Instagram, email, whatever. Happy to do it for our fellow Patreon subscribers. I told a horrible job story on the podcast Storytime with Will McFadden from iHeartRadio. Cool. Check it out. It's the episode Stories That Will Make You Update Your Resume. Ooh, I need that. This one definitely will, so... It's Storytime with Will McFadden. Check it out. I'm Fun. on it. Promote Ghost Town on it. Amazing. Of course. Amazing. And you want the good stuff, right? I want the goods, baby. You want the good stuff. Mm-hmm. With, I like to call Apple Podcast Reviews. Settle in. It's going to be a wild ride, good or bad. Who's to say? Bad. I'll say it. It's okay. bad. Okay. It'll be bad. If you've left one, thank you. If you haven't. If you leave a podcast review any on any platform, we appreciate it. Dear God, do it. It sends me into a tailspin, these reviews. Action Park, three stars. Already a little mind because I was like, <laughs> three stars? What are you? I listened to the Action Park episode. I don't like how Rebecca was refraining from cursing. Never knew Thank you. Thank you. I never knew you to do that, but because I think cursing makes it sound more genuine. Thank you. What I really didn't like is the way that Jason kept smacking his lips every other <laughs> sentence because I hate when people do that. But other than those things, it was all right. And I know what you mean. Those are all edited out now because they happen. You can oh. tell it peaks in the in, in the oh, no. in the in the audio. Jason does the ungrateful, thankless job. So if you're hearing very little of them, know that they're in there. I'm just taking them out. If you mm-hmm. think, oh wow, they really should take some of this stuff out. Whatever it is, I've already taken like 90% of it out. And sometimes it compromises the the information on the audio. Mm-mm. But I've been more mindful of that. That was a long time ago. 
Man, I've we changed. haven't changed. No, we've never changed. We've never just changed. just got better. The one change is Jason got better at enduring and, the torture and, and, yeah. of our voices. That was from Y3LL. So it looks like Yellow Horse in United States of America. Oh, I love horses. Factual and fun. Five stars. <gasps> I enjoy listening to Jason and Rebecca each week as they tell us about true crime or relevant strange and unusual true stories. I often hear cases I haven't already heard on other true crime podcasts, which I think is important to the victims and the victim's family. I also enjoy the lighthearted banter that makes me laugh out loud. The humor is never at the expense of any victims. I hope this podcast is many long years ahead. And that's from Ashball05 from the US or A. F5, that's so nice. I have a sister named Ashball, but it's probably not her, right? No. It's probably a totally different one. No, totally different one. <laughs> Five stars for your Apple reviews. I give your reading of your Apple reviews five stars. It may be worth mentioning that I love your podcast as well, and I enjoy whatever combination of storyline plus conversation you present each week. I think you have a galvanized dynamic between the two of you. Big fan, y'all. And that's from bamcabin.com in the U.S. plus A. Whoa, galvanized dynamic. That sounds so much better than us complaining in the heat. Yes. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you to everyone for their support, and Incredible. there should be a video version of this Ooh. episode on youtube.com slash Jason Horton. Might be out by the time you're hearing this. If not, it should be out in a few days. Give it a subscribe, a like, a thumbs up. Give it four. You can't give it stars. If you, you can try to give it stars if you want to. Do what you Dare can. Dare to dream. Do what you can. I'll tell you who dared to dream. And then he burnt that dream <laughs> to the ground. Yeah. Well, f- tried to. Steve Banerjee was not happy that Nick Denoya was becoming... The face and the representation of the success that Chippendales had. So Steve Banerjee sat down with a hitman. Oh, no. And was like, kill this person. This man is just like, I don't like it. Destroy it. I'm not going to try to work around it. I'm not going to go to a lawyer. That's not for me. He hired hitman Ray Colon in 1987. And Colon subcontracted the job to a local drug addict named Louie. Great. So Louie posed as a messenger, went to Nick DeNoy's Manhattan office, and shot him in the face. Whoa. The face is so dirty. I mean, that, that sends a message. Yeah, I mean, that is like, I'm not trying to kill you. I'm just, I'm trying to mangle you and kill you. He also tried to have his kind of more silent partner and co-founder Bruce Naheen murdered so he can have complete control of Chippendales. So anyone that could steal focus from him yeah. was a threat. Just use them, chew them up and spit them out, even if they give you some sick choreography and business that you maybe don't deserve, I would say. He was not successful in that murder attempt. What does Nick Denoy's face look like, though? What do you mean? I mean, he shot him in the face. He's dead. Oh, I thought you said he wasn't successful at no. shooting him in the face. No, no, he wasn't with Bruce Naheen. Oh. He wasn't successful with him. Got it. Tried got to kill it, him, too. It. No, oh, I, just, I thought you were just being morbid. People dropping like flies. <laughs> I thought you were like, so describe this mangled no, face to me. I don't no, have the autopsy no, report. I'll never ask another question again. For the most part, Banerjee was getting away with murder. Why stop now? Former dancers, Chippendales dancers, and a MC were like, "Let's let's start a club." 
we know how to do this, and we mm-hmm. probably know how to do it right. They mm-hmm. might be a little more in touch with what's going on. Things change. Now we're getting to the mid-late 1980s. Yeah. We're the, getting into cocaine's different. Yeah. Know, the, the cocaine's <laughs> different. And, you know, the New York City is, is changing. And mm-hmm. they probably had, you know, their finger was probably a little more on the pulse. Yeah. They tried to start a show called Adonis, The Men of Hollywood. <laughs> Hell yes. I'm I know this is like a long past, but I would give money right now to see this. So Banerjee hired a hitman named Strawberry. Oh my he's god. got a Rolodex. <laughs> you know he's got a Rolodex. But they all have one name names. And how he wanted him to do it was to poison them with cyanide. How did he get the cyanide? He made it himself. Is this the Old West? Is this Victorian London? You know, there's other ways to kill people. You don't have to do it in a violent and disgusting way that often does not work. He was like, I'm not going to trust my normal cyanide dealer. I'm going to make it myself. And And that's. Offer them a cup of tea and poison the tea. This is like an escape room murder mystery. Fuck off, Steve Banerjee. So, Strawberry, who was probably when he heard. Oh, you make your own cyanide? No, thank you. <laughs> this will not go well. So Strawberry, he called the DEA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the DEA got the FBI involved. Now it begins. Ooh. The Rico case, the sting. Yeah, baby. Pretty much the United States versus Steve Banerjee. Incredible. And between the evidence they got, the attempted murder arson from trying to burn down the other clubs mm-hmm. racketeering mm-hmm. they had him on tape bragging about fleeing back to india if anything went wrong so wow. he was sitting kind of on top i guess when you do a lot of things and mm-hmm. you don't get caught you think well, what could possibly happen for me to get caught i've already done all these things and mm-hmm. didn't get caught so Banerjee Charges were brought against him, mm-hmm. and he was like, okay, well, I'll just transfer everything over to my wife, mm-hmm. and she'll have money. Everything will be in her name. She can bail me out. Did not happen. She was like, no, divorce. <laughs> so yes. things Did he get our- a one-named hitman to kill him- her from prison? Things really backfired. She was like, I don't want anything to do. I, I I don't know how much she knew or didn't know, but she was like, I'm Probably done enough. with this. There's nothing. There's no reason for me to, you know, who knows what their relationship was like. Could have been great or, or could have been like, I've been looking for an out for a while. <laughs> this podcast becomes just a love story between the founder of Chippendales and his wife, his estranged wife. So Banerjee pleaded guilty to murder, arson, RICO charges in July 1994. He was sentenced to 26 years in prison. Not bad. Wow, not bad for well, a Well, he didn't – everything that happened, I, I'm assuming it's because he didn't do it. He didn't pull the trigger. Yeah. He didn't, you know, pour the lighter fluid, et cetera. So yeah. there's probably a limit to that. So when he found out that his wife was like, I'm not, I'm not in, the day before he was sentenced, Steve Banerjee in prison here we go and he tied his bed sheets into a makeshift noose and committed suicide in his jail cell and died at age 48 man that's some jeffrey epstein shit chippendales after this point from 1994 to about 2000 wasn't really in vogue things Mm -hmm. go up they come down they come back and what you know the culture changes yeah i feel like things 
and I'm just, you know, things became a little more, I feel like, I don't know why I want to talk about grunge. No, but well, I, I know that's exactly where I go, where I think, well, grunge, I think, feels like it's an offshoot of more serious art and social justice. The mm. 90s, for me, felt very, like, you know, you think about 70s, 80s, you think of, like, fun, big, like, performative. 90s, you think of, like, tone it down a little bit. Let's, mm. like, stay grounded. Let's think about the things that are happening in the world. Like, comic relief was, like, a big form of entertainment versus, like, corny-ass Chippendales. And like, New York City landscape mm, changed. Totally. You know, in the early 90s and throughout the 90s. So a lot has changed. But in 2000, someone came to help revitalize it. Lou Perlman, the oh, yeah. manag- well, former manager of Backstreet Boys mm-hmm. in sync, who went to jail for running a Ponzi scheme. Yes, and he also did. he had a, a lot of claims about his behavior. A flawed man. A, a, a very, very <laughs> flawed man. But he was instrumental in bringing back chippendales so Mm -hmm. even after steve Banerjee, the dark history of it continues i feel like now it's safe to say that it's probably fine i don't know anymore about it but i'm sure it's everything's kind of been ironed out in the 2000s and now i mean honestly when i think about it though i don't like because i was actually uh, this is real honest talk here on the podcast i was just looking at magic mike xx I was just looking at Magic Mike XXL and Thunder from Down Under for a possible Vegas trip. Then there's those things. But I was like kind of like looking, oddly enough, in like, like, do they still have Chippendales there? Like what's happening? And it may just be like an East Coast thing now or something like that. But it's not what it once was, I think, because it got so diversified after, you know, not being held down by a horrific domineering psychopath. But I do think that the Lou Pearlman connection is really interesting and really good because those are that's the generation that's now spending that, that's my generation who's spending money on going to see these shows these like strip club shows are the people who love backstreet boys people who love that kind of aesthetic and that feel and that like you know the sexuality around that so i think it's it was a very smart move i'll say it smart i love that rebecca leave is part of the lou perlman generation <laughs> I mean, you know, you grew up with like Britney Spears and you grew up with all those people and there's this like sexuality to that and reappropriating that for something even more raw. Like that's why Magic Mike XXL is so popular. It's like because it took that it's 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 kind of corny and kind of fun, but still like sexy. So I'm just saying I'm all for it. I'm sorry it had to come to all of that, but it's not for nothing. Now just imagine Ghost Town XXL. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. 
Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.